0: Hello and welcome to Art Dirt, a podcast where we at Glass Tire talk about topical art topics. That's kind of become the official, unofficial tagline of this podcast. But uh, anyway, it's a bi-weekly podcast by us at Glass Tire. I am Brandon Zek.
1: And I am Christopher Blay, news editor here at Glass Tire.
0: And this week, uh, so every week we kind of tackle a topic that seems like it can be relevant or, you know, sometimes they're evergreen. Sometimes they're a little more uh, hyper-specific. This week it's a topic about writing and artists who are writers. Now we in the art world realize that artists have a lot of other jobs and just being an artist is a ton of jobs in one. You have to be your own PR person, you have to be your own salesperson, you have to be your own studio assistant, and sometimes uh, you have to be your own writer about your own work but then you can also be a writer about other people's work. Um, And it's a quality that a lot of artists share. A lot of artists write about each other's work as a way to kind of have a dialogue and a real dialogue with each other as opposed to a crit group or lack thereof once you graduate uh, from some sort of academia or program. Um, and Christopher, you kind of have experience on this because you were, correct me if I'm wrong, you were an artist first, yes. right? Yes. And I'm
1: still an artist. I My day job is <laughs> news editor for Glass Tire. Um, And it's sort of a difficult balance because um, both art making and writing about art require, uh, yeah, a lot of focus. And it's, um, artists share this uh, desire to create balance um, where one thing doesn't supersede the other. But yeah, it is... um, A lot of artists write about art because we have a curiosity um, and a desire to understand the work, whether it's our own work or the works of other artists. So it's just sort of like this true curiosity to understand what's happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of it is, you know, one of the things about artists as writers at Glass Tire, um, a ton of our writers at Glass Tire are artists themselves, and we always like to think of our artist writers as some of our most crucial contributors at Glass Tire, because the way that we see it and I know I can kind of speak for Christina and Chris- Christopher, maybe a little bit for you too, and definitely for myself um, we think that artists have a really unique way of looking at the world, and that is what propels them to create art. And that's what propels them generally to do it as art and not as some sort of writing then um, but that also means that if an artist kind of thinks that way and they create art when they look at art that someone else has created they have a really unique way to respond to it as opposed to people that haven't created art or that don't know kind of that whole process of what it takes to create art um, it's, it's a different dialogue. An artist in dialogue with an artist is a different dialogue than a writer with an artist or a curator with an artist or a critic with an artist.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you made the distinction between uh, that being a different dialogue versus a hierarchy of um, the art critic being better at uh, looking at the work and talking about it versus uh an artist being better at it i think uh, there are two separate dialogues um, and i think artists come to it from a, a genuine place of curiosity um and writing about someone else's work and looking at art in general informs your own practice whether it's uh sort of cra- carving a negative space where you see your work emerge out of what everyone else is doing or whether it's um uh, you know, just like adding uh, perspectives uh, to your own work. Uh, it can be a really selfish thing. It's like I want to understand what I'm doing because here's this thing that I really like. and um, Or here's this thing that I don't quite understand. And by understanding it or understanding why I like it, I can come to a different place in my work.
0: So, what what brought you onto wanting to write about art, specifically? You
1: know, that's the second part of uh, what I think is happening is it came out of um, a vacuum. uh, Working and making work in the DFW area, there weren't a lot and there still aren't a lot of writers, which is why we have the Art Writing Prize because um, there's a consensus that there's a, a void where our criticism needs to happen. And um, just sort of dipping my toe into it, um, it just came out of just a desire to fill that void. And I did one piece. Um, I'd spent a day uh, going to a lecture at SMU for, uh, uh, Theaster Gates was giving a talk. And after that, um, I spent some time with them, and then I just wrote something about it. It was just a quick response uh response piece, and it encouraged me to um just sort of go back to that space where I was trying to understand what an artist was doing, and that was sort of sort of the 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 beginning of it
0: the inroads, yeah, well, you know, I feel like in preparation for this talk, you and I were both. Uh, doing some research and thinking about artist writings that we've read of course much farther than glass tire artists like donald judd ed reinhardt adrian piper all of these artists that do their own writings and when i was going through this list and we can talk about more of these individuals and kind of how they approach things yeah uh, but i I was thinking and do people do blogs anymore? (laughs) Or do people do these kind of personal ways of writing? Because, of course, what survives from history and kind of what continues to survive are, you you know, the... The the, The correspondence. The correspondence, but also, like, the art historical landmarks of the time, right? That's that's what survives from, like, Vincent Van Gogh's letters to the, the stalwarts of the 70s. Right. But I was thinking about artists who are writing nowadays or who are kind of publishing their own essays or who are taking their own initiatives. And I was a little hard pressed to think of uh, like a contemporary artist right now who might be at the same point in the history books, like like someone like Donald Judd or someone like um, Kazimir Malevich or uh, I know Pope L has been writing recently, but someone like that who has a very strong writing or critical component to their practice. And I couldn't really think of anyone like. No, there's no one like Donald Judd or like you know someone who is a well-known or decently known artist of their time right now, writing. Criticism about right. other artists. You don't see Jeff Koons going to Gagosian and writing a uh, essay about the show at Gagosian, just kind of for Art Forum or somewhere like that. There's not that type of criticism happening within some of the higher circles of the art world. Yeah, and I wonder if
1: it's a transition from the historical modes of um, where those um, kinds of writings would exist, like newspapers and magazines. Um, just sort of uh, now be competing with um, the hundreds of outlets that we have for information. Um, And, but also it's like, you know, (laughs) I imagine all the really great responses to art and some of the the craziest happen in comment sections of reviews of exhibitions and things like that. But no, I, I, to am sort of stumped about uh, who is, uh, who can sort of like mark a place in this moment uh, as an artist writing about art.
0: Well, and the the same kind of motifs that are happening nowadays and you know the whole critique of the gig economy and how people do writing to make themselves part of the gig economy and writing for things like glass tire or Hyperallergic or uh, catalog essays that is part of it correct me if i'm wrong listeners but <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong because i i think that's part of why donald donald judd wrote yeah it's like he wrote for these publications because that was part of how he made his money by being a writer and you know. Feasibility issues of doing that for a living or doing that as a uh, truly profitable side hustle aside, that is something that still exists today. Like we pay our writers and Hyperallergic pays their writers and any good and respectable outlet is going to be paying people for the criticism that they contribute.
1: Yeah, and uh, criticism is the key word there because uh, there is a distinction between um, say what, I do sometimes when I write news, uh, it's interviews and it's sort of like researching information and then just uh, sort of telling uh, our readers about what's happening, uh, whether it's an exhibition or another kind of art event versus uh, when we do op-eds or when we review exhibitions. I think those things are an important part of why we we write and why Glastar exists and um, artists find uh, that place and uh, try to um, like all the writers that have written for us um, most of the writers that are artists uh, don't only write about um, the works that let's say the works of their friends, for instance, it's about connecting across
0: cities, connecting across medium, uh, and just trying to understand what's happening. So, yeah. There's also kind of the odd reciprocal relationship that happens sometimes of writers who kind of end up becoming artists like i'm thinking specifically one of the first times that i walked into the strand bookstore uh near union square in new york i this it's this amazing first of all this amazing bookstore that has possibly everything you could ever want including an amazing selection of art books but i came across a a book of drawings by Sylvia plath wow and i love Sylvia plath's poems and writings and the 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 response that writers have to artists Mm -hmm. um Sometimes ends up turning the other way, where writers feel that they need to express in the other the the other side of the outlet
1: yeah, I don't think it comes from a place of trying to explain the work or telling us how to think about it when we have those kind of exchanges. I think it's just uh it's just a beautiful sort of um connection to something, and writers can see it from um A different perspective than even the artist that created it and it it's not even it's difficult to it's not even difficulty what I'm trying to say is that it's important to consider that an artist isn't the sole authority on their work because it can convey so many things and um, depending who's looking at it or uh, who's writing about it. Uh,
0: it elicits a lot of different responses. So, Do you find it easier or more difficult to write about your own work versus someone else's work?
1: I think any artist that has uh, <laughs> a serious uh, sort of confidence in understanding and explaining their work uh, has to be sort of like given a high five because I can't do it. I think it's... Uh, It's definitely more difficult because you're too close to it and it doesn't really reveal itself until you've gone back to it a few times. So uh, to write something definitive or conclusive about anything I make as an artist or anything that another artist makes in their studio um, can just sort of completely limit the work i think you leave it to people that can write and uh we well, see but that's so interesting because if you
0: can write and you obviously can because you write insightfully about other artists work this kind of circles back to a piece that uh christina reese our editor-in-chief wrote for us in 2017 called should artists have to talk about their work mm-hmm. because what you're saying is it it I totally know what you're saying, but it also doesn't make sense because it's like if you're an artist and you can write, in theory, you should be able to write about your own work, right? Even though it kind of it makes sense because you're you're so close to it that you might not be able to actually see what's going on. You know, it's a kind of you can't see the forest through the trees idea.
1: And it's also just uh, I, that's not the interesting part of uh, making art for me or i can i feel I can speak for some artists on this because it's uh, yeah it's easy to make conclusions about your work and uh articulate it, but I think it that kind of writing about your own work um i mean i and I'm making this distinction between an artist' statement which generally summarizes the direction of your practice versus uh, writing something and saying, Okay, I made this painting, and it's about solitude or you know the death of uh <laughs> the artist the death of painting the death of painting, <laughs> long live painting." Um, so yeah, it's uh
0: You're talking about an artist statement versus a review. Right. An artist statement versus like a 1200 word review.
1: And I, yeah, and writing about my own work would be an artist statement. I, I don't think I could review my own work. That'd be, <laughs> like, that'd be kind this, of an awesome practice like, to try This though. is great. It's like writing your own obituary, you know. <laughs> it could be great. It could be interesting.
0: So who are some artist writers that you really like or think are doing good work?
1: Oh, man. Um, uh,
0: Margaret Margaret Meehan. Um, mm-hmm. Used to be Dallas-Fort Worth-based artist, now lives in Virginia, and currently has work up
1: at the uh, ArtPace San Antonio for that anniversary show. I like reading work, um, reading things that are vulnerable and personal and I think uh, people like Margaret um, can access that place uh, both in their practice and in the way they write. Um, Colette Copeland, her work is very performative but she also does these really great interviews for us with artists and um, has the ability to like really ask the right questions. And um, so, I mean, yeah, there are, you know, there's Ryder Richards, uh, Greg Rupp, uh, even back in the day, Benito Huerta. We have such a, I was just scrolling through how many artists that have written for us and there are just so many with so, so much great
0: content. When I was uh, thinking about this, I, you know, I actually may have thought of two artists that I th- I think possibly in the future could stand up and kind of be the Judd-type level. One, Adrienne Piper. Yes. Who, I mean, everything that she does is brilliant, and she has – I mean, I, I think she has – a PhD in philosophy or something very complex and that requires a lot of hard work and proves that (laughs) she really knows what she's doing and she can explain what she's doing with her words. And her words go far beyond writing about art or writing about her own work. Um, But someone else who I've seen actually doing writing within publications um, that are just general kind of art world publications is Coco Fusco. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen her byline on Hyperallergic a couple times and she writes... Strong op-ed pieces because obviously through her work you know this if you know any of her work but she has strong views about what should and shouldn't be going on yeah and I could see I could see the two of them kind of standing up to the testament you know I, I almost this is totally not canonical but <laughs> but the the uh, newly published book of Donald Judd writings that just looks like this fat little dictionary sitting on a desk it's like if you think of artist writings it's like that's the type of book where it's like wow you did some writing. (laughs) And I'm thinking of people that could publish a book like that of their writings. And, you know, there are probably a ton of artists that have them and they just haven't have them squirreled away and don't really publicize that they write like that.
1: And I think for um, artists with MFAs, um, probably have a lot of practice writing, just writing, period. And I think if they decide to do some writing or criticism, they can tap into that space because I think it's just about um, a little bit of research, a little bit of understanding uh, where your access point is in that work and um, and just going for it. I There's a little bit of trepidation because you don't want to put your... I think a lot of artists are reserving their opinions about art and their opinions about uh exhibitions uh and are trying to focus on their own work but I I think because there's such a void um that it's important that some of us step out of that sort of like sequestered area and and make something happen and I think with um the strong examples that we have um, from artists in the canon of art history and in our own sort of archive of artists that have written things. I think these artists that are kind of at the edge trying to dip their feet in uh, could get a lot of encouragement from that kind of stuff.
0: What do you think about, this is something we kind of mentioned before we started also, but what do you think about text art? Because text art is kind of its own, it's its own bag of worms. And I think text art is very hard to do well. uh, Because, I mean, bringing words into your own art, words have their own loaded meaning and their own connotations and denotations and dealing with them represented in a visual format. It's like design mixed with art a lot of times, which can sometimes yield really interesting things and can sometimes just not work at all. Uh, but there are one or two instances where I think it really kind of ends up becoming criticism. I know at the beginning of the conversation or when you and I were talking about doing this topic, uh-huh. you mentioned soul Lewitt. right? And, and uh, I, when you mentioned soul Lewitt it made me think of like artists who write performance scores, mm-hmm. like, uh, Clifford Owens or the people that contributed to Clifford Owens. Uh, he's an African American performance artist. Um, who uh, has had a few shows at MOMA at the Katibur Arts Museum Houston um and you know he compiled a book of scores written by other black artists yeah so that's in a way it's it's not necessarily criticism but some of the scores are written in a way that it kind of is commenting on art or um the recently uh deceased artist John Baldessari mm-hmm. like his piece um uh, uh, what was it? Tips for artists who want to sell. Yeah, that's like I love that piece. Yeah, that's like a listicle. Yeah, it's like a BuzzFeed list. It's a, it's an art version of a BuzzFeed listicle, um, but done as an artwork and as a, I think it was a painting or it was a it was a canvas. painting.
1: I, yeah, it makes me. I know someone's out there, thinking, well, you can yeah, text equals memes and you can just like meme it out but um
0: uh, text art is difficult using text in your art
1: it is it's it's uh because each word like you yeah you can't be you can't put words in your work without them with them being completely separated from what they mean and uh they're so rich in context that It's like trying to construct a bridge (laughs) between ideas and each word is like, you know, the the strongest hinge. And if one hinge is missing, the whole thing collapses and it's just... um,
0: Do you think that's why people like Ed Ruscha in his... I I think Ed Ruscha, most of his work that uses text is actually very successful. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't... (sighs) I, will, I also think Lawrence Wiener's work is successful. But at the same time, unlike Lawrence Wiener, Ed Ruscha just kind of lets one thing stand for itself and lets the ambiguity kind of – the work kind of revels in it.
1: Right. And, the yeah, it's associations with the landscape or um, just these, like, one-word concepts that um, they can, like, live in their ambiguity without um, – sort of being like without sinking into them. It's just kind of like if you put forever and there's a mountain or if you put the end and it's sort of like right there at the, the Young Museum, it's kind of just, it makes sense. And it it doesn't have to go much further than that.
0: What about uh, the the kind of use of, I know, I know Christina has written about this and talked about this too, and we've probably talked a little bit about this, but the the use of social media as, um, as a form of criticism or writing criticism on social media. I know one critic, I, I honestly do not know if he's an artist, but someone that I liked that was kind of subverting traditional means was writing gallery reviews on Yelp. Um, <laughs> and this was for spaces in New York and other places, but it... It was wonderful because places like galleries don't really have Yelp reviews or Google reviews because people that visit them generally, I mean, generally don't do that kind of thing. And of course, I don't mean places like the Museum of Fine Arts Houston. I mean, places like for-profit galleries or smaller nonprofit art spaces across cities.
1: No, I think that's a beautifully subversive way of um, making text-based work or like, introducing art in, uh, spaces of commerce. Like, uh, I know people have done that with, uh, what is it, the thrifty nickel and, uh, Craigslist, just sort of like mm-hmm. writing a review or, uh, placing an ad. That is a review. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I did stuff on Yik Yak back when that was a thing, <laughs> back yak. when I was trying to do text Oh, art. my God. But, I mean, people have used the social media thing more and more recently because that is kind of the – that's the blog nowadays. No one, right. or no one or very few people have their own personal blog that they publish criticism on. There are a few that still exist in uh, Texas, and we applaud them. <laughs> uh, but I feel like generally that's the hard thing, getting people to – come to your website yeah
1: getting people to come to your
0: website um uh is it medium is that the uh yeah medium is the website that like a lot of political candidates and stuff use to like blog on essentially right. so uh of course we <laughs> of course we at glass tire like to talk about art criticism because that's kind of what we do but uh at the same time we're also talking about art criticism right now because we uh have launched in past years and we are uh, recruiting submissions right now for a uh, art writing prize this time around this spring it's in san antonio uh, our judges for uh, this writing prize in san antonio are rich asty the director of the mcnay art museum and anjali gupta who is the uh, director of solid so if you're in san antonio and you are interested in submitting writing to glass Tire, we encourage you it's a $2,500 prize uh, you can learn more at glasstirecom slash prize but also if you are anyone out there living in Texas or not, and you are interested in writing for us, we are always looking for writers. This is a little bit of a this is a pitch, consider it. But we will take your pitches, and uh, if you're interested in writing about art happening in Texas, or if you know of things that should get covered and aren't, you could be the person to write about them. So, send our editor-in-chief an email. You can find that information at glasstire.com slash contact. Yes, come write
1: for us, and uh, artists out there, I encourage you to um, dip your foot in because we want to hear from you.
0: And that is it for this week. And uh, go see some art.
1: Go see some art.